you look to the final few psalms in, in the Bible, you'll notice that the book of Psalms, it, it ends with praise. It's not as if praise to God hasn't been a, a common thread throughout the psalms, but the book of Psalms, it culminates with praise. Over and over, there's this, this call. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise the Lord, all His angels. Praise the Lord, all the earth. Praise to the Lord in His sanctuary. Sing to the Lord a new song. And there's this Hebrew word, that we're familiar with, although I'm not sure that we're familiar that it's a Hebrew word. And it's the word, Alleluia. Say that with me. Alleluia. It's, it's a Hebrew word. I just, I'm just not quite sure that we remember that that's what, that's what it is. And do you, know, do you know what this Hebrew word, Alleluia, do you know what it means? Praise the Lord. Even within the final words of the Psalms, after 150 of them, Psalm 150, verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Over and over again, but especially in the final few Psalms, leading to the final words of the final Psalm. Praise the Lord. And a few psalms prior to the end, in Psalm 148, in verse 13, within all of this, within all of this praise to God, there's this single verse that, that reads, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And if you look there, even in or within Psalm 148, if you look to the verses around verse 13, the them, the them in the, the verse is not only people, all people for all time, but the them is also nature and creation. Because in the Psalms, we have this this characterization of even the mountains, even the trees, even the rivers, even the, even the oceans, they cannot keep it to themselves. And they praise the Lord. The Lord is so worthy of praise that even the rocks cry out in worship. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. And when you think about it, that's what you and I are to be about. God has blessed us to be a part of this day and time and culture God has blessed us. He's chosen for you and I to be a part of this generation. God's people 
in this generation that He's blessed us to be a part of and to, and to minister within. And our task is to be in effective and intentional ways to be faithful to our calling. Ultimately, to exalt the name of the Lord. Now, I say all that to say this. There are, there are five Sundays in the month of December. Now, I don't tell you that to demonstrate my command of the 2019 calendar. There are five Sundays in the month of, of December in 2019. The fifth Sunday that's coming up at the end of this month is December 29th. And our shepherds, whenever we have a, a fifth Sunday, they will designate the contribution for that morning to go toward a specific purpose. We work off of a, a 48-week contribution schedule for the strict purpose that when we have a fifth Sunday, our shepherds will designate a, a particular ministry, a particular uh, mission to be able to be supported. And the 29th of December has been designated as Missions Sunday where every penny of our contribution that morning is going to go toward the support of missions and the mission efforts for the East Ridge Church of Christ. And so today and next Sunday, I'm going to speak to that goal, the task that we have in front of us to financially support the amazing, amazing efforts that this church engages in around the world. You and I, we are, we're a part of the mission, the mission of God, exalting His name. And we're a part of the mission of God, exalting His name in places like Belize, Cambodia, Colombia, El Salvador, Ghana, Honduras, India, Mexico, Scotland, Ukraine, Venezuela. I know I've left a couple out, but I just wanted to focus upon some of the primary ones that we invest in, not just year in and year out, but that we invest in day in and day out. Our very own McKinnon Woltman has been serving in the mission field in, in Germany for the last three months. He's going to Kenya next month. He's going to South Africa later on in the spring. McKinnon was, was sharing with me after spending three months in, in Germany uh, recently, he was talking about the great influx of, of Syrian refugees um, that are being ministered to in, in Germany. And I, I thought to myself, how awesome for a country that is marred with a history of racial elitism of generations ago to now be a hub of sharing the gospel with those in countries that are not Christian countries. Several years ago, churches in the States, we were asking, how can we minister to this refugee crisis in Syria? And Christians in Germany have answered that call for the last several years. But McKinnon was, was sharing with me that these, these individuals come from Syria who are not Christian. And then they come into Germany and there are lives that are being transformed. There are people who ex are accepting the gospel. And yet when they accept the gospel, they know that they are going to incur um, ill treatment because of that. And when it comes time for a decision to be made, whether or not they can stay in Germany or they have to go back to Syria by a Syrian dignitary, 
who's not Christian. They know that the potential is greater for them to be sent back to Syria if they have accepted the name of Christ. And yet the gospel is being preached. Next week I'm going to highlight a few of the kingdom efforts of these crucial and beautiful missions around the world that our God has has blessed us to be able to be a part of. But this week, I simply want to center us upon the call to do what we do. The call to do what we do as a church. Our mission team works tirelessly to engage and to communicate and to support and to provide resources for missions and missionaries around the globe on a daily basis as we invest into the kingdom, as we exalt the name of the Lord by investing into others, as we invest into the kingdom and as God is is exalted among the nations by the things that we're a part of as a church family. Uh, They're not expecting this, but I'm going to go ahead and put them on the spot. If um, if, uh, if you're a part of our missions team here at, at Eastridge, can I get you to stand up just for, just for a, a few seconds? If you're involved in missions here uh, at Eastridge in any way, just stand up just for a second. I realize we're going to have uh, two services, and so we'll have a few in uh, one service and a few in another. Stay standing. Um, if, if you would like to be involved in the missions team, these guys would love to hear from you. If you'd like to plug in and be a part of missions here at Eastridge, Get in touch with one of these uh, guys or gals that, who are standing now and just tell them, you know, I'd like to just find out more about it or I'd like to plug in. All right, the thing is, now I want you to do this. I, wa- I want everybody to go ahead and stand up along with these guys. Go ahead. I know it's not a norm, but we're going to do it. Everybody stand up. Because you see, I asked the question, if you're involved in missions here at, here at Eastridge for you to stand up, and a lot of you didn't stand up, and that's just not the way it works. Because if you're a part of this church family, you're a part of missions, and you're a part of what God is doing around the world in order that His name might be exalted. And so before you sit down, I want you to do this. I want you to look to a neighbor, I don't care who it is, look to somebody, and I want you to say to them, you may not know it, but I'm on the missions team. (laughs) All right, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, have a seat. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name is exalted. It is all about exalting the name of the Lord. And if you're a part of this church family, you are a part of this hub of missions from the Eastridge Church of Christ. And here's why. Go to the next slide. Romans chapter 10 may be a familiar passage to you. Just verses 14 and 15. How then can they call on the one that they've not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now mostly, we'll connect these two verses to our call to evangelism, our call to personal and individual 
evangelism, and we should. But what we're talking about for December 29th, what we're talking about for this fifth Sunday contribution is the sending part. We are called to go into all the world. We're called to be about the call of disciple-making. To go into all the world. To go into all of our worlds individually. Because if Jesus is your King, wherever you stand is holy ground. If Christ is your Lord, then the kingdom breaks in all around you as you step into this world, as you step into everyday life. But the 29th, what we're anticipating and working toward all month long, the 29th is about sending. It's about sending. Because you see, our, our God, our God is without limits. But, you and I can limit Him. And, and, and financially supporting missions, it's a world impacting way that we go into all the world by sending But how can they call upon the one that they've not believed? And how can they believe in the one that they've not heard? And how can they hear unless someone's preached to them? And how can they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now the Apostle Paul, in in writing this letter to the church at Rome, he's citing Isaiah chapter 52 in verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. You see, when Israel, when God's people, they would go into battle, think King David, as they would go into battle, as the king would lead them into battle against another nation, and as they would conquer that nation as, as God gave them the victory, after that victory, there would be an agent, there would be an emissary, there would be a person, a herald, who was sent from that victory to go on ahead of the army as the army was being led in victory by the king back to Jerusalem. There would be an emissary, an agent, a herald who would go on ahead of the king, ahead of the army to go to Jerusalem, to go to the city of God and to declare within the city of God that victory is ours. And all along the way, every town, every village, every person that that herald, that agent, that emissary came into contact with, from victory all the way to Jerusalem, every person, every village that they came into contact with, they would announce, they would declare that victory had been secured as they were led into battle by the king. They were agents of good news. They were proclaimers of gospel. Now you and I, we know that we are those 
who are to share the gospel of Jesus with others. That's our calling. It's a part of our task. It's, our, it's not only our, our call, it's our blessing. To communicate with others the transformation that we cannot explain in our own lives other than the King is victorious over evil. But a part of that as well is our sending emissaries around the world to go into all the world. But how can they go unless they're sent? And that's what, that's what December 29th is all about. It's about believing in God. And it's about believing God. It's about trusting in God. And it's about trusting God. It's about God doing what God does. It's about God doing what God does in us and through us. Not because of us, oftentimes in spite of us. But it's about a willingness of heart that throws open the doors of faith unreservedly, untethered, holding nothing back, being a community of believers who are on mission for God, recognizing that that mission gets carried out through a vast array of avenues, all working toward the same goal, all declaring the same gospel, all declaring the same good news, all declaring the same victory. Because with that perspective and that philosophy, the mission of God is going to be accomplished in radical, never-before-thought-of ways. Through the things that we invest to as a church family. And in ways that are current to today's generation. Whether that's traveling across the, the globe, which God may, God may call someone in this room to do. I pray to God that that he would raise up another McKinnon Waltman. I can name a number of other names of individuals in and through this church who have sacrificed for missions around the world. But whether it's traveling across the globe or across the street, across the, the office, or across the living room, or contributing on December 29th for the people and for the mission points, the missionaries and the humanitarian relief efforts that this church is a part of the world over. It's about believing in God. It's about believing God. It's about God doing what God does through us. And it's all about exalting His name. Let me try to bring things together today with, with this story. You've most likely never, never heard of the name Stephen Neal. Stephen Neal was, was born in the UK in, in 1900. And in the 1920s and 1930s, he was, he was the man of biblical study and scholarship. He became a fellow, a fellow at Trinity College in Cambridge at the age of 24, 
which simply doesn't, doesn't happen. He was one that, because of his writing, because of his speaking, because of his ability, his knowledge, the, the fact that he was gaining notoriety, he was the one that everyone was looking to. And everyone was going to know his name. His name would have been as common today as J.R.R. Tolkien or C.S. Lewis. But the odds are, you've never heard the name Stephen Neal. Unless you're a Christian in India. Because in the 1930s, he left everything behind. Much to the horror of his colleagues at Trinity. To become a missionary. To become a minister to the children and orphans of India. And now, what? 90 years later? There are generations of Christians that can be found in this predominantly non-Christian country. And you and I, we might say, well, all because of Stephen Neal. But it's not that. It's because it wasn't about his name being great. But rather, God's name being great. The church gathers so that we might scatter. That we might go into all the world to know God and to be known by God and to make Him known. To exalt His name. To exalt the name that is above every name. The name in which one day every knee is going to bow and every tongue confess. This is about being a believer. The 29th is about being a people who are on fire for mission and for God. Being on fire for who God is. Being on fire for what God is doing. Being excited and a part of sending. For us to be a people who love God and love others, and a part of our loving God and loving others is going into all the world. And so I want to ask you to be planning for and in prayer about the 29th. Next week, I'm going to continue speaking along these same lines. I want to, I want to highlight a couple of specific um, missions that we're, that we're a part of uh, around the, the globe. Um, and uh, we're going to continue to have, uh, I thought it was so cool today, I got all these, all these slides, you know, December's here, and so I thought, okay, I'll use slides that have snow and, and that sort of thing. Got, you know, poinsettias, you know, out, you know, out, out here, you know, it looks like um, Hobby Lobby threw up in here, you know, and, uh, which, is, which is great. And then the, the, flag, the flag from Ghana, um, uh, Christmas in Western Africa, right? Um, and, uh, but just the way that God works and ministers through us as a people. And so next week we're going to continue um, focusing on Sunday morning in this way. We're going to continue to have prayers um, along these lines and highlight some of these ministries all the way toward the, the, end of, the end of the month. But be thinking about the 29th. God is without limits. Be thinking about the 29th in which you and I might not hold Him back. We can't very well talk about uh, gospel and place this emphasis on good news without offering a time of response to that, to that good news.
And so if you've not been baptized into Christ, if you've not accepted Jesus as Lord, or if you're struggling in your faith in some way, and this church can pray over you, come forward as we stand and sing.